Today, there are two million descendants of French-Canadian immigrants living in New England. These are our stories. Welcome to the French-Canadian Legacy Podcast. Venez tous jeunes filles et garçons, je vais vous raconter l'histoire de notre immigration ici au USA, de grands aventuriers de pays This is the French Canadian Legacy Podcast. I am Jesse Martineau, and I want to start off with a couple of things uh, before we actually get to the preview of next week's episode. First and foremost, I need to say a giant thank you to all of you guys who've been tuning in. It's been especially fun to talk with listeners who have written to us. Uh, we've connected with listeners from Iowa and from Maryland. Interestingly, we actually discovered recently that we have double-digit listeners from Switzerland, which is really, really cool. But what is especially awesome is when we hear from people from Quebec, which is way cool and has been happening more often now. And many of these listeners are learning for the very first time that there are still Americans working like crazy to hang on to their uh, French-Canadian cultural identity. And that is incredibly exciting for us. So that's the first thing. Super big thank you. Second, Mike is joining us again on the preview issue. Hello. So Mike is here because he runs everything social media for us. He runs everything technical at all. Anything that doesn't involve actually just sitting in front of a microphone talking to somebody, Mike handles for the podcast. And so we are dealing with this contest for Putsin Fest tickets. We kind of alluded to that before. We're going to give more information. So, Mike, how is this? How can a winner, how can a listener get two tickets to the long ago sold out, long ago sold out, New Hampshire Putin Fest. We were lucky enough, uh, thanks to our friends at New Hampshire Putin Fest, to get two tickets. The event is June 22nd at the Anheuser-Busch Brewery in Merrimack, New Hampshire. It sold out in less than nine hours this year, I believe. It did indeed. Yes, sir. And so these tickets are sought after, and we're giving them away for free. All you have to do is on May 24th, we're going to make a post on the facebook.com slash FCL podcast. And all you have to do is like that post. And you have one entry into getting two tickets to Putin Fest. If you want a second entry, there'll be a link and you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. That will give you a second entry. And a third entry is if you share the post on your Facebook page. So you can get up to three chances to win this just by liking the post sharing the post, and subscribing to our YouTube channel. You can drop a comment that said you subscribed, and that's all you have to do. Two free tickets, and you'll be eating poutine. You'll get to see the poutine championship belt. Absolutely. And you'll get to vote for the best poutine of the day. And Jesse and I will be there. We'll have a booth. You can come over, say hi. Maybe you can get interviewed for our uh, Putin Fest wrap-up episode we'll have coming at you <laughs> in that. July. No, I did want to make clear, though, um, because we have no other way to track who follows us on YouTube. Uh, if you follow us on YouTube, we actually have to write that, yeah, hey, I've to, just followed you on YouTube. Yes, make a comment on the post that you did uh, like us on YouTube, and I can cross over um, and check. And you also have to be a fan of the fa- our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash podcast. So like us on Facebook, like the comment on June 24th, and share the post, and like us on our subscribe to us on YouTube, and you'll have three entries to win two tickets to Putin Fest on June 22nd. The contest is going to run two weeks, so around uh, June 7th is when we'll wrap up, and I'll contact the people uh, to make sure you can come. So if you're in the 
central New Hampshire area, maybe a seacoast of Maine. I mean, we've, got people, we've gotten people from all over New England. I know for a fact I talked to people from every single New England state who attended this last year. So it's worth a road trip. And also the next day is Franco-American Heritage Day at the Fisher Cat Stadium. You can make a weekend out of it. A lot of stuff to do in central New Hampshire. Beautiful time of year in June. All right, cool. Mike, I appreciate that. As for next week's episode, uh, when we started this project, we discussed that one of our goals uh, was to highlight some of the individuals doing amazing work telling the Franco-American story. And someone that clearly falls into that category is James Mayall. James is a historian, a blogger. He's behind the excellent blog, Parley Vu American. He also co-wrote the book, The Franco-Americans of Lewiston, Auburn. And as soon as James starts talking, it's going to be immediately evident to you that he is not a native New Englander. So we spent some time hearing the story of how someone came from old England and then came to dedicate so much of their life to telling the Franco-American story, which is kind of a cool Kind of a cool tale. Uh, we spoke for some time about the Parley Vu American blog, and we asked where the idea to start a blog came from, where the name came from, which is a really fun story, and where he gets his ideas for the blog post. You will hear that coming from England, James knew very little about this Franco-American story before he arrived in Maine. So we talk about how kind of this all got started. And we spent a lot of time talking about a very unique project, which is super cool. It's called the Follow 1894 day-by-day Twitter project. Basically, what happens is James translates a story from the Lewiston French paper called Le Messager, and he translates a story basically every single day. So you get to follow day-by-day what the Franco journalists were writing about in Lewiston, Maine in 1894. And this led to a broader discussion about the town of Lewiston itself, and we discussed efforts in Lewiston to get Franco-Americans to vote and some of the actions of those in Maine to intentionally suppress this Franco-American vote. And we talked about the role of the church and Catholic school in Lewiston. And all of this kind of led to a chat about discussion about what Lewiston looks like today. And then finally, we had a brief talk about Franco-American politics. And I brought up former Maine Governor LePage, elected in 2010. And I intentionally stayed away from Governor LePage's politics because that didn't interest me nearly as much as the question of why in a state as heavily Franco-American as Maine, why it took so long to finally get a Franco-American governor. And I asked the question of whether in a broader sense, maybe being a Franco-American is actually a benefit to candidates in Maine today. And uh, I think James is just a super interesting person. He comes from a very different perspective than basically every other voice you're going to hear on the French-Canadian legacy. So next week, tune in. James Mile of the Parlez-Vous American blog. And as for the bonus clip, I could not resist the opportunity to get an Englishman's impression of pork pie. So what we're going to do, basically we're going every other week. And in the off week, we're kind of putting together a bonus clip Mm. that may or may not at all be at all related to (laughs) anything else we're talking about. I'm going to ask you, when was the first time you had pork pie? And what was your impression? I'm curious. Oh, good question. I wonder when the first time I had that was. Um, You know, it's funny. I think the... I'm not going to be able to give you a very good answer to like when I first had pork yeah. pie. Um, I've experimented with making tortilla myself uh, at home, which is kind of fun. Um, and so like I've seen sort of, you know, of course, there's like a million different recipes for sure. it. I think one of the things that I find kind of fun about French Canadian heritage is sort of I grew up in a very working class community in England. And actually, like some of the traditions that like Franco-Americans have sort of resonate with me in those ways. And I think sort of some of the, you know, what you might call sort of kind of simple comfort food stuff like tortillere and some of those things are actually kind of familiar in a way that even though I haven't had them before, they kind of like 
you know seem to fit in the same category so sure. i kind of enjoyed all that stuff um so like the tortier and the creton and that sort of thing <laughs> um, so uh i haven't yet i haven't yet made any creton or any um you know, uh, tete fromage or anything, uh, anything quite That's as exotic awesome. as that. But I have uh-huh. you know, made my own tortillere before, and I usually sort of foist it on some of my family at Christmas time. So perfect. Now, here's the important question: potatoes or no potatoes? Oh, I like potatoes in mine. I think it okay, uh, adds a little extra texture. So all yeah. right, perfect. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you very much, James. Yeah, no problem. All right, have a good one. Thanks, Jesse. Bye. Now our fathers look at us and sigh with despair To think that everything they love we simply do not share But the spirit never dies, our culture will survive Each of us must choose how much to keep alive Each of us must choose how much to keep alive Special thanks to Josie Vashon for providing the music. You can find more about her at josievashon.com. This podcast was produced and edited by Mike Campbell. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at fclpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at fclpodcast for more information about the topics discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this episode. This program is recorded at the Conquer TV Podcasting Studio. The views and opinions expressed during this podcast are not necessarily those of Conquer TV. The producer is solely responsible for its content.